Robbie's father in the book is a minister who loves his children wisely and well. My minister father sprang from stern Calvinist roots, and I, being a whiny, attention-craving child, often disappointed him. But I know he loved his children every bit as much as Robbie's father did, and one day when I was fourteen, I understood that fact in a way I never had before. World War II ended the summer of 1945, and the following summer we prepared to return to China. My parents had spent nearly 18 years as missionaries there, and my father, especially, could hardly wait to return. I think all of us were eager to go home at last. My father had given up his work in Winston-Salem, We suffered through all the needed shots, including the inoculation for Black Plague. We had made the rounds of the relatives to say goodbye for another seven years, when the word came down from the mission board that the inflation rate was through the roof in China and our departure would be delayed. We had no home to go back to, but someone lent us an unheated summer cottage in the mountains for a few months until an apartment in the Complex for Missionaries in Richmond, Virginia, opened up in the late fall. My father was hardly ever there. The mission board had him traveling all over the South, speaking in churches and to college groups about missions. The idea was that at any time the mission board would give us the go-ahead to go back to China. By now, my brother Ray was in training to become a Navy pilot, and my sister Elizabeth was ready to go to college, so they would not be going with the family. But my two younger sisters, Helen and Anne, and I were scheduled to return with our parents. There was a large desk in the Richmond apartment that was, quite naturally, my father's workspace. In a big family, it is important for individual privacy to be respected. We did not go into each other's bureau drawers, much less into Daddy's desk. But I was desperate for paper that I needed for a school project and went into his desk hoping to find some. What I found instead was an official-looking letter from the mission board. If I had no business going into his desk, I certainly had no right at all to read his mail. But the envelope had long ago been opened, and I was curious. I pulled the letter out and read it. Several months before, the executive had written to say that, given the current rate of inflation, sending Catherine to high school in Shanghai would be too expensive that if my folks would leave me behind, they could return to China at any time. I can still feel the tremor that went through my body. My father's closest friends were Chinese, as well as the life's work he believed God had called him to do. China was home, and we longed to go home. We could not, and it was all my fault. If it weren't for me, my parents and younger sisters would be back in China already. Other missionary parents were leaving their children behind. In the apartment across the hall, Margaret, who was just my age, was going to be left with friends in Richmond while her parents returned to Korea.
I don't know how many days it was before my father came back from his trip. It seemed like years. When he finally returned, I had to first confess that I had gone into his desk, worse that I had read a letter addressed to him, and then I had to say that I knew why we hadn't...